Welcome to the Global Business Women's Pod, hosted by the Greater Houston Women's Chamber of Commerce. I am Susan Dyson and extremely excited to be your podcast host. In my day job, I am proud to be the CEO, President, and Founder of the Chamber. Every Thursday at 6 p.m., we will bring you inspiring stories of women who are leading in the advancement of women and girls. We will take you with us to our premier events. You will meet entrepreneurs, executives, and philanthropists who will empower and inspire you to succeed. So please mark your calendars and join us for the Empowering Global Business Women's Pod, Thursday at 6 p.m. So fortunate to have former CNN anchor and best-selling author Brooke Baldwin here to interview Diane. So let's please give Diane and Brooke a warm Texas welcome. We love Houston, right, DBF? Yes, and we love Houston, absolutely. I love Houston. Own it. We're, I mean, I, I, I know you, I admire you. You're, you're as, as Susan said, an icon. I love how you talk in the O's about, you know, always wanting to be an oracle. As an oracle, owning it. What is, DDF, what does own it mean? Okay, so this is how it happened. Mm -hmm. When I was a young girl, I did not really know what I wanted to do but I knew the kind of woman I wanted to be. I wanted to be a woman in charge. I was very lucky because I became a woman in charge very, very early in my life, about you know, 27, 26, 27, 28 years old. And the more confident I was, because of a little dress, and because of that little dress- it's Not I just became, little dress, a major no, league. But in French, in French, we say la petite robe, and it was a very, very silly little dress, a very simple little dress mm. that all designers at the time say, what is so special about it? And when you see it on a hanger, there's really nothing that special about it. But when women put it on, you all of a sudden the, bo the body language changes. Mm. And so as I was becoming confident, I was sharing my confidence through a dress and making other women confident. Then later, would people would say, who is the DVF woman? Who do you design for? And I would say, the woman in charge. So in charge was always this umbrella over everything that I did. And I never really thought too much about it. And then uh, when I start, you know, I always do these big, huge events for International Women's Month. And I have the conference and I had you know, I do all those things. And in charge was kind of the big umbrella for it. Yeah. But then I realized that when you say in charge, it could be a little intimidating or a little aggressive, more important. And really, truly, to be in charge is not aggressive. It's a commitment to ourselves. It's owning who we are. We own our imperfection. They become our asset. We own a vulnerability, it transforms into strength. So the publisher came to me and they wanted to make this, this little uh, self-help books that are very, very popular. And, and so originally it was supposed to be called In Charge. And then the more I was working on it, the more I was realizing that everything brings you to owning it. Mm -hmm. So I decided to call owning it the secret to life, not of life, to life. Can I jump in and just ask you, and yes, we'll go please. through some of the words, and I do I do know you, and I there are certain words I loved, and I loved how you have certain anecdotes, especially- Which was your favorite? I, 
I loved bed. I loved table. I loved mother. Um, but for people watching, so, so what she did was, I mean, it's literally just words alphabetically through this beautiful book, A to Z, right? Where she defines, these are the DVF definitions. And so how did you, DVF, how did you even, like, did you just sit down one day and these were, these are some of your favorite words? These are the words that hold yes. meaning? Yes, they are the words that speak to me. I wrote them alphabetically, A, B, C. When I last saw you, we were in your home where you are now. And I know, and before we even came on today, you talked about like this whole pandemic has really brought you closer to nature. And I loved your definition of nature. Nature is everything. Everything we eat, build, and use comes from nature. We take it for granted. We abuse it. And yet we totally depend on it. Um, and then you say Leonardo da Vinci, the greatest mind of all time, used to say that the thing he was most proud of among all his accomplishments was that he could read nature. I love nature more than anything. And the older I get, the more I, I do. And also, you know, I use it for pattern. All my patterns, everything is always inspired by nature because all the patterns are in nature, whether it's a bar, everything. I agree. And I know where your beautiful home is surrounded by all the trees on the river. And what I also know about you is you often, you love to swim. When you are on your boat, you take your time to swim. And you wrote about this in the book too, about how, what is it your, you do your, 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 your gratitudes. Like, you know, this is so much a part of who you are. I mean, yes, you are this glamorous, you know, fashion icon, but you, you, you have such deep moments to well, yourself. I actually love to be lost in nature. And I am very lucky that we have a boat and so I spend a lot of time in the boat. And when I do, I swim somewhere between an hour and a half to two hours, far, far in the ocean by myself. And there's, there's a tiny little boat that follows me mm -hmm. just in case something happens, but he's not allowed to make noise and he has to be very far. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I love the, I think that I'm completely alone. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't dive. That's why I don't snorkel because I don't want to see how many fish are under me. I think I'm alone. I, it was sutras. That's how I read about it. Yeah, it, it under the S sutras is what I read about your swimming. And you write also in the beginning, and you mentioned this a second ago, that you finished this book in the pandemic. And as a result, it gave some of these words additional meaning for you. Yes, I was in the pandemic. And that did give me uh, extra depth because um, I, you know, the pandemic made us reflect, made us reflect how lucky we are and, and what really matters most. And also it's about resetting a lot of things. So every word had a lot, a lot of of meaning. And I have the page turned open to M for mother and knowing you and having read your memoir and how you talk all about your mother. For people who don't know, I'll read this for you. 18 months before I was born, my mother was liberated from the Nazi concentration camps. She weighed 49 pounds and could barely move. Back in Belgium, her mother fed her bit by bit with food and love. Five months later, her fiance came back from Switzerland where he had spent the latter years of the war and they were married. Her doctor warned them not to have a child, yet I came to life. My life was truly a miracle as was my mother's survival. I mean, DVF, can you just tell us? <laughs> 
tell everyone you know, about your mother's survival and how that led to you. You know, my mother chose life. I realize now, for example, that my mother never told me, be careful. Mm. Do you know how lucky it is to have a mother who always say, do it, do it. You know, wow. she made me responsible. She, you know, but she never, I mean, she would not allow me to be afraid. You know, if I was afraid of the dark, she would lock me in a closet. Today she would get arrested. But the <laughs> truth is, the truth is that after five minutes you are in the dark. First yeah. of all, it doesn't stay dark. And second of all, what is there to be afraid? So she really made me not afraid. And and because she was a survivor, she she gave me so much strength. And it's only much later, I was already in my 30s when I realized that because I remember I was getting an award I was already famous and this and that and the anti-defamation league gave me an award and I didn't want to go there and I was completely into something else and I remember my sister said yes you have to go there these are your customers so I went there and I was totally not interested <laughs> and then I started to listen to the program and then I got more and more involved by the time I went to on the stage to answer the to get the award, I said I said something that only not only I had never said I had never thought it, and that's what I said. You all know me because of my dress, but what you didn't know know is that 18 months before I was born, my mother was in Auschwitz, and I couldn't believe I said that. I couldn't believe what I heard from my own mouth and I began to shake and, mm. and I left there very quickly and I walked home and, and, and that was for me a major turning point. Do you think though, like telling the stories about your mom and never telling you to be careful, do you think she early on instilled in you this notion of owning it before you even knew what owning it was? Yes. Did that come from well, your mother? Yes, for sure. Because what she, she pushed me ahead but she made me responsible for myself. You, the, what you want, what you want your children to be the most is you want to be your children to be independent. And in order to make your children independent, you have to make them responsible, right? And that's owning it, right? I mean, let me just sit here and confess that you have been such a. I mean, you're so, you're you're more than a you're my fairy godmother is the best way to put it. You're so many women's fairy godmothers, and um, I just to be to be in your presence, I just through osmosis you learn so much. And and one of the things, I mean, I've hung out with you and and I've journaled when I've come home. And and one of the things you say, just to remind everyone watching, is you always say the most important relationship you have is the one with yourself. No, the most important relationship. We have, and not you. We, we have. We have is the one is that the, is is the relationship we have with ourselves. ourselves. And once we have that, any other relationship is a plus and not a must. And one thing we know for sure: we don't want to be needed. So good, so good. Can we talk about bed? Bed. bed. My mother used to bless her bed every night, thankful for the sheets, the blanket, the pillow, and the warmth she has craved during her 13 months of captivity during World War II, where she, all she had to sleep on was a wooden plank shared with rats. 
She gave me a sense of respect for the bed. The bed is our most important ritual. That's another good word in this book, ritual. It is where we are conceived, born, loved, lie sick, and die. The bed is where we spend half our time, where we rest, dream, and refresh. And, you know, we are mostly, I mean, most of us are conceived in a bed and most of us die in a bed, you know? Yes, the bed, ritual. You were talking about ritual. Yes. Everything is a ritual. The bed, the table, the bath. Actually, years mm -hmm. ago, I did three beds. I did a book on bed. You know, it was a photo book, but still it's, and if you start, you know, instead of going in your shower, okay, you go in your shower. If you go in your shower, and it's a ritual, you know, everything, the way you take your vitamin, you do that. The, it's, it's also, be realize that things that are a ritual is also living in the present, but you live the moment, you know, you live the moment. Recently, I had a friend who had to have a very, very, very un, unpleasant, um, operate surgery but I mean really unpleasant it was an exam more than it and so she was talking to me and she was telling me what she was going to go through and I didn't know what to say I, I really didn't know what do you say and then I came up with this thing which is so you which she told me was so useful I said you know what go and do it do it and think look at the procedure but look at it as a documentary Detach yourself a little bit from it, mm. but be present in what is going on. Mm. And, and that is a new, a new advice that I came up with, but it's a very useful thing. So when you go through something really unpleasant, you know, you detach yourself and look at it a little bit as a documentary. Mm. So you're still active into it, but you try to push the emotions away from it. Name for me from when you wake up in the morning until your head hits the pillow, what are two rituals that you do every single day? I think that when I wake up and certainly when I go to sleep, I say thank you. Mm. You know, when people say, somebody sent me one of those messages, make three wishes. And I thought about it and, and, I, and, and I, I said, the only wish I can make is thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, I'm afraid of making wishes because you never know what's on the other side. So that's being grateful is something that I practice. Also, one of the, I try to make one miracle a day. What does that I, mean? Um, every morning I have this habit that I, when I do my email, I try to do at least two emails uh, that don't benefit me at all. That is just... And, you know, with email, especially like you or, or me, you have a lot of connections. You can make miracles. You mm. can introduce one person to a person that they would never, ever, ever meet and make a miracle. And uh, so I love, I love doing, trying to make a miracle. I mean, using my magic wand. Mm. That's another thing. We all have a magic wand. And the more we use a magic wand, the more powerful our magic wand is. Mm. And the truth is, and it, you don't do it for that reason, but the magic wand so often comes back to you and becomes a boomerang. The good energy returns. What are some of your favorite words in the book? Oh my God, I, I, I love provocative. 
I love provocative because I like to be provocative. Provocative is one of my favorite words. I love the sound of it. It tickles. It's a combination of a question and an affirmation. Nothing is more provocative than speaking the truth and revealing our imperfection. Mm. The provocative part gets the attention, but the truth gets the respect. When I first started my company in my early 20s, I did a lot of personal appearances all around the country, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Houston, Miami, San Francisco, and it was also new and exotic to me. A young European Park Avenue princess coming to town to show her easy, affordable little dress is how I was introduced by the local press everywhere. Mm-hmm. I did not love that definition at all. That's when I decided to become a bit more provocative in my narrative mm-hmm. to show that I was not perfect. The words became mine and the story no longer a fairy tale. Mm, so good. It tickles. But then I also like, I, I was very proud of addiction. Because I'm not, I'm not at all an addictive person, but I wrote, it's very short. I wrote, when pleasure becomes prison, it's addiction. I thought that was pretty good. That is pretty good. When is the last time you were provocative this last week? Oh my God. I tried to, I mean, you know, being provocative is also, you know, everything is always the yin and the yang. Right. It's so so you talk about something and it's one way, but then you see it the other way. So I don't know when I was provocative, but it's certainly something that I like to do. You always say to me, like, what, you know, where's the edge or is it sexy or is it mysterious? To me, that is that is your that is provocative. Right. That is it makes it more edgy. Edgy, exactly. Yeah, and another good trick, a big, big advice trick is when you are worried about something because you're going to meet somebody or you're trying to get a job or you're trying to something, whatever. Whatever it is, or you're writing a book, whatever it is. Yeah. And, and, and you're worried, you know, you think, oh, this person thinks I'm a lightweight or whatever they think, you, whatever negative you think the person has about you. You pointed out. The best way to handle it is you bring it first. You bring it first. By you bringing first, you immediately neutralize it. Like, like use it as an, you've said this to me most definitely the recent, most recent time we were together. But if you are in company with that person, it's, you're saying you, like bringing it to the conversation. I know you may think this or putting it out there. To That's right. We, we had this conversation. I we remember. Did. We did. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you? Okay. So what's the best? Let me ask you them. Okay. What is the best advice I gave you, Brooke? I mean, who do I hang out with and then journal with right afterward? But DVF. I mean, it's things like it's the neutralizing, which I did, by the way. Um, it is having the best relationship with ourselves, being ourselves, being really comfortable with being alone 
embracing being alone. And also I just, I love nature too, but all, all of those things. And also I would say in one of the times I interviewed you, you know, you being so open and authentic about the low points in your life, right? When you, when the company wasn't doing well or, you know, going through a marriage, you know, and, and knowing that you are this magical human, but you are human also, and you've learned also, so much. Also, you know, the, 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 in the manifesto of being in charge, yeah. you know, the four points is connect, you know, so connect with, connect people, expand, you know, meet with people or give real quality people that you normally would not. You think that you're giving them something, but they will enrich you. Then the third one is inspire. Well, the, nothing is better in, in to inspire that storytelling, but the way to inspire is what is not that you're successful okay big deal but people mm. may not relate with that what is inspiring is when you talk about the obstacle you talk about the challenges even sometimes you're on the cover of a magazine everybody's applauding you but you inside you know that things aren't so good because yeah. you know what's happening yes and 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 at the same time there may be time that you, you know, people say, oh, she's over, you know, that's the past, she's yeah. over. People think that, but that sometimes that's not true either because you already know that you're changing that. So, the mo that, so all of these things all deal with the complicity you have with yourself. Mm -hmm. And my big luck or my big strength is that for whatever reason, I from the beginning of my life, mm. I always practice the truth. Mm. I can really look at you in the eye and say, I have never lied. Mm. Now, I find ways sometimes to tell the truth in a very nice way, but, <laughs> but I've never lied. And most important, I really try not to lie to myself. Mm. And that gives you strength. And you mentioned now writing your journal three times already since oh, we spoke. Yes. And I have written my diary all my life you showed me you took me to your basement and showed me all the old dvf diaries yes that, that is talk about the most truth telling when you are writing on those pages to yourself but even if you don't write anything interesting because very often you know i if i open the diary i'm always at a turning point i mean mm. it looks like i've done nothing in my life but turn 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 but even if you don't write anything special, even if you just say thank you or whatever, yes, yes. somehow is the moment of communion with yourself, the ink coming out. Uh, there's something very, that's why I never went to therapy. What do you want people to take away from this book? I love that young people are loving it. I love that it keeps getting you know, out of stock on Amazon and you have to keep restocking it. I mean, it is in demand. It is something people, it's useful to use your word. What do you so, want to people to take from this? I want, this is, this is, it's like a mirror. What I want people to take from this is knowing how valuable the relationship with themselves is, mm -hmm. you know, and how paying attention and enjoying being alone and, and be who you really are. 
and and embrace your imperfection and embrace it. Of course, you should try to be always better and better and better, but owning it. I mean, it is the secret to life. It is, it is, it is, it is a great key. And so this book, I think it has like something like 265 words and every word in some way is a key. And every way, and as a matter of fact, I have the word key in it. And I like what I wrote and that's provocative. I said something like, you know, keys are made to lock, but actually they're really opening, mm. you know? And I don't know exactly how I wrote it, but it's, um, so it's, it's, it's really, yes, they're just keys. They're just keys. Is this I mean. the kind of book that we would have on our bedside table and when we're yes, in need of yes, usefulness and yes. inspiration, it's we like just having, through it? It's like having angel cards. It's like you pull one, you, mm. you know, you read, you laugh. And yeah. yes. And then, of course, there's a game. There's a little game. So it's the kind of book that people can just pick up and you can flip through and find inspiration and usefulness through all the various yeah. words. Okay. Here is what I wrote. Even though a key is meant to love, it is mostly the formula to open, access, and discover. And I guess that this book is a tool to open, access, and discover yourself and, and, and enjoy what you discover about yourself mm. and embrace it. Mm. Mm. But you see, I, I said yourself, I shouldn't say yourself, I should say ourselves. And as a matter of fact, in the in the, the letter Y, I write y, you yourself. You and yourselves are the two words that I kept wanting to use in this book. And yet each time I did, it felt patronizing. So I used we and ourselves instead, and that felt right. Anything to learn from this? Maybe to remind ourselves that being part of others make us more understanding, inclusive, and helpful. Mm -hmm. Loving ourselves yet being demanding on ourselves is the best way to remind mm -hmm. others to do the same. Mm. I'll be mindful of the, the, the yourself and ourselves. Really, DVF, just last question, and we'll get every, every single person I know will be ordering this book for everyone they know. But, you know, as we close and we talked about COVID and nature, like what for you? living through this year plus what is the number one thing you've learned about you i think ever since covid i go to sleep at night and i say i am thankful to be me mm -hmm. i am i'm so thankful that i am me uh, and for many reasons obviously but but um because I'm able to always somehow find strength in me. And also I'm at, at a moment of my life, you know, it's, it's towards the end of my life. I have all the fruits of what I have done. My children are aging. My grandchildren are growing. And uh, my business, I had to make major, major changes. I had to close so many stores. I had to, 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 to separate from so many people. It was very difficult. But I, and I remember like New York Times called me and they wanted to know. And at the time I didn't know what was gonna happen. I said, I, I have nothing to say because I may 
saying something in the morning and that by the night I will change. But I said, but I still talk to them because what I wanted them to know is what I was going through, everybody's going through. And by me owning it, that yes. will help other people to own it. So what I have enjoyed the most about this year is the coherence of it all. Mm. You know, the, and, 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 do, and making this book has helped me and, and has given me a lot of satisfaction because it's also authentic and so real and, and yeah. so, you. so, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want people to think that I am conceited, but I am, I'm happy to be me and I'm happy, but to be me is a lot of work and it, and it doesn't mean that I wake up sometimes, very often I wake up and I feel like a loser, but um, you know, then I go in front of the mirror and what do I say to myself? When you doubt your power, you give power to your doubt. You know, so I have practiced for so long, the ups, the downs, the this, the that, that I have really, achieved um, a wonderful relationship with myself. And because I couldn't move and because I was home, I have been able to, I mean, I'm in my home that I bought when I was 26, I was 26 years old when I bought this house. And of course it has changed and this and that. So I've been here for 47 years. I mean, it's, you know, um, Every book, every object, every, you know, children were little, children were big, one husband, another one, you know, I mean, all of this in, is so, so I, I, for people who listen, if you're very young, start mm -hmm. now, start making sure that you live your own journey. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are other people in your journey. Yes, you fall in love, you get married, all of that. But it's your journey. When you're in pain, it's your pain. It's our pain. And just just live your live our lives, you know, live our lives to the fullest and try to be a better person. Because compassion, for example, compassion and empathy is not something that you learn that you know when you're young. I had no sense of it. I didn't even use the word compassion didn't understand the word compassion until I had the cancer 26 years ago. You know, I mean, it's, it's you know, life is you learn every, every day. I, I still learn so much. Um, so don't, you know, my advice would say, don't waste time, mm -hmm. just enjoy, enjoy even the difficult moment, just live them and deal with them and trust yourself. Own it. I've got it. I even have, here is your, the autograph right there. I love you, DBF. Thank you so much. And to Houston and, and Susan, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Susan. And thank you, Brooke. I love you and good luck every day of your life. Oh. This is a whole new life for you. And, and uh, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Thank you. Thank you for watching the Global Business Women's Pod brought to you by the Greater Houston Women's Chamber of Commerce. We cannot wait to see you next Thursday at 6 p.m. And remember, you can always find us at ghwcc.org.